Hello, wonderful minds. Welcome back to another episode of the Max Mind and Me podcast. I'm McDonald Metzger, your guide on this journey of self-discovery. Today, we're diving into a topic that resonates with many of us in this digital age, digital detox and mindfulness. connected it is so easy to feel overwhelmed by the digital noise there are a lot of things happening around us there are a lot of uh, things calling for our attention and with the little amount of time we have there are all these things that are just digital devices that are competing for our attention our devices while incredibly so useful can sometimes become the primary sources of stress and distraction in our lives they can be the reason why we fall behind on so many things so many things we want to get done we just cannot get it done because technology why they can be our friend they can also be our enemy and this technology is constantly fighting for our attention in a 24 hours day the impact of this on our mental well-being is so profound and today i want to explore uh, this review in terms of uh, how this constant digital exposure affects us and what we can do about it. I want to go to a recent study that was done uh, by the Yale Department of Psychiatry in the Columbia School of Nursing. In, in this study, they analyze screen media activity, which is screen time, screen usage, in over 5,109 and 10-year-olds who participated in what they refer to as the Adolescent Brain Cognitive Development, ABCD study, which is the largest long-term analysis of brain development and child health in the United States. Now, I know you might be listening to this from other parts of the world, but I think this still applies to, to children between nine and 10 years. They found that young people who spend the most time on their digital devices 
were statistically more likely to show higher levels of internalizing problems two years later. These internalizing problems they have uh, described as, for example, depression, anxiety, social anxiety, somatic complaints, and other concerns. This association between frequent screen time and mental health problems was mediated by specific changes in brain development. Uh, these scientists uh, previously found similar patterns of brain development in ABCD youth who spend the most time with technology in adults who consume alcohol earlier in life. Now, what this study basically shows is the association between screen time, screen usage, or prolonged screen usage, and uh, mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, social anxiety, uh, etc. Now, we've been getting some questions, um, and I want to go to those questions, right? One of the first questions I have here is, how does screen time affect stress and anxiety? And here's a quick answer. The lights and stimuli, or some people say stimuli, from screens stress our anatomy, and screen time causes repeated stress on the central nervous system. As a result, we can become angry, impulsive, isolated because we want to spend uh, quality time with our cell phones and scrolling and scrolling hours and hours and hours and hours on our cell phones, on our iPads, um, or whatever devices we use. We spend the most time with those devices just scrolling and scrolling and it is so, so very easy that sometimes for, for those who have children that you can easily even forget that your kids exist that, that they just especially for young children you just let them roam, roam around play by themselves because you want to catch up on the the latest gossip online the latest news online or what's trending on social media and you want to be a part of it so as a result you just keep scrolling from one thing to another and remember all these algorithms that these uh, social media companies use, they can keep predicting one thing after another that keep taking your interest. And by the time you know, you spend two hours, three hours just on the screen, on your phone. So like I said, you can become easily, uh, you can get angry easily, become impulsive, get so isolated, and you can become aggressive and sometimes even less empathetic to people and things around you because of the, the social prolonged social media exposure and the stress it causes on our central nervous system. More and more people are becoming addicted to their screens, uh, leading to serious, serious mental health concerns. Now, this is just a, a, a word of caution out there to you um, I use my phone a lot. I, I spend I spend time on my phone sometimes before I go to bed, which is also not good because, again, that exposure, the light from the screens can really affect your ability to fall asleep naturally or to fall asleep quickly because you're spending so much time on your cell phone. 15, 20 minutes is okay, but going two, three hours of your time 
and spending that just um, on on screens is not so helpful. Even the lights from the TV, sitting in front of of the TV for hours, two hours, three hours, and and you know how much light that comes from that TV, and, and it's just bouncing on your face and in your eyes, and sometimes you watch TV with little children, and that also can be harmful for them. Here's another question. Is there a correlation between screen time and sleep? Now, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. A lot of the resources I'm finding, that there are resources that are publicly available to everybody online. And I'll put some of those resources at the bottom of this podcast so you can have access to them. Studies have shown that two or more hours of screen time in the evening can seriously disrupt the melatonin surge needed to fall asleep. Now, I sometimes have to take melatonin. Um, for those of you who don't know, melatonin is a sleep aid. Uh, it's, it's medication that aid uh, sleep. So sometimes I have to take melatonin to be able to fall asleep quickly. But I can tell you just because I've taken melatonin for so long, sometimes some brains don't work. I would take it and I still cannot fall asleep. I'll fall asleep sometimes an hour, two hours, and then I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just wide awake. And what happens? This is a secret. Don't tell nobody. I get back on my phone, right? I start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling again. And by the time I know it, I'm tired. and Maybe sometimes I fall back asleep. But here's something healthy sometimes I do. I don't do this every day. I sometimes would just pick up a notebook because I keep a pen and a, a notepad by my bedside and I just start writing. Whatever comes to my mind, nothing in particular. Um, or sometimes I'll take a book and just read. But if I have someone else in my bedroom, I have to be mindful and respectful of that person. So I'll probably go upstairs, sit somewhere and read for maybe an hour, maybe 45 minutes until my eyes get tired again. And then I come back to my bedroom and uh, go to bed and fall back to sleep. So consider turning off all electronic devices at least one hour. This is what the specialists recommend, that you consider turning off all electronic devices, including your TV, one hour before sleep at a minimum. Try reading a book, taking a bath, or doing something, doing something else uh, that is relaxing, listening to calming music, uh, really slow, soft, relaxing music, or uh, some some really, really, really light exercise that will get your body tired and that you'll be able to fall asleep. Let's see, what other question we have here? Can too much phone time cause anxiety? Can too much phone time cause anxiety? Definitely. There is increasing evidence that the negative effects of smartphone use might also extend into the realm of mental health. Problematic smartphone use, compulsive or excessive coercing symptoms of anxiety and depression. And we've seen that among uh, young people on TikTok. People get bullied on TikTok. People see what their friends are doing and maybe they do not have those opportunities and or they see things that they want to try at the end of the day they end up losing their lives 
or something really bad happens to them. We all know that social media is good, but we also know that social media is harmful to especially our young people, our young children. Um, and the best we can do as parents is really uh, being a guide for them, um, educating them about healthy social media use and healthy screen time. Because again, if, if, if things get worse, um, they are the ones at the end of the day who will be greatly impacted. Let's see if we can take one more question. Can too much TV cause anxiety? Can too much TV cause anxiety? And this is information that is available on mentalhealth.net. Can too much TV time cause anxiety? Mentalhealth.net is saying that in case you think this is silly and that television is harmless, do a Google search on the topic of anxiety and watching television you will discover an entire list of research demonstrating the fact that the more time spent in front of uh, the TV, the greater the likelihood of experiencing anxiety, depression, and here's the news, weight gain. You sit in front of the TV for hours and hours. Um, your taste buds come to life. They want something sweet or sugary, right? The body starts craving something sweet. And you start snacking. And then you start doing the ice cream, uh, solder, and all the other things that can cause weight gain, including the lack of exercise, the lack of physical movement. And over time, it piles up and piles up. And it can greatly affect you and your mental health now for children and teenagers at home the impact of television is equally and possibly more negative than for adults television watching has been implicated in causing poor concentration in young people including children adhd and other types of behavior disorders in children and this is actually from a post by Dr. Alan N. Schwartz, a PhD, Dr. Alan Schwartz, um, on mentalhealth.net. So let's move on. Let's move on. Let's bring all of this together and talk about the impact, understanding the impact. The constant barrage of notifications, the pressure to be constantly available, and the never-ending scroll. It all takes a toll on our mental health. Studies show a correlation between excessive screen time and increased levels of stress, anxiety, and even sleep disturbances. It's crucial to be aware of these impacts to take intentional steps towards a healthier relationship with our digital devices. It is really, really important that we are aware of the impact that prolonged screen time can cause on our relationship with our digital devices. There is hope and there are things that we can do to change that. And I want to call that the art of mindful detox. The art of mindful 
detox. I'm not proposing or suggesting a quick fix. If you're addicted to your phone, you're addicted to your phone. If you're addicted to screen, you're addicted to screen. But all you can do is start making small behavior changes. Cultivating mindfulness in our digital lives is about intentional awareness. It's about being present in the moment, reclaiming our attention, and fostering a healthy balance between the digital and the analog. Together, we will explore some simple yet powerful mindfulness practices that you can incorporate into your own daily routines. Here are some practical tips for digital detox to help you detox from all this screen use or prolonged screen use. Digital detox doesn't mean abandoning technology altogether. It's about finding a healthy balance that works for you. I'll share some practical tips for a mindful digital detox from setting boundaries on screen to creating tech-free zones in your home. These tips are designed to help you regain control, reduce stress, and reconnect with the real world. Here are seven digital detox tips to promote better mental health. The first is turning off push notifications on your device. I know this is tough. Uh, 
it's tough to give your mobile devices the cold shoulder when uh, they are begging for your attention with frequent push notifications. So I want to encourage you as you get into 2024, maybe a, a new year resolution could be what I would call a, a, a digital detox challenge. And you can do this with your, your family, you can do this with your kids uh, or with your friends, right? Do a challenge. Um, one day a week, a phone-free day. Um, turn off push notifications for in-essential apps. Um, apps that you don't think are very useful to you. You don't need to be notified about every like or comment someone makes on your on your photo um, or every news, breaking news out there that pops up on your phone. Every new product or discount or sale that's available from your favorite store and all these apps will push those notifications so to get your attention so you can click on them and see what they have. I think you can make a commitment to turn away from some of those things. But things that you might still need a real-time alert for will be maybe an email for, from the company you work for or from your boss. I mean, those things are essential so you can keep them. But those that are not absolutely necessary for your day uh, or that they may just take you into the weeds, you know, distract you from work. Are those things that you can turn off notifications for. I personally just have all my notifications off. I have my ringer off. So if I'm not looking at my phone, don't tell anybody this. But if I'm not looking at my phone and you call, it, it will go to voicemail until I can get to my phone before I can call you back or listen to the voicemail. Um, maybe it's something I need to get better at. But because of uh, during the day, during my work time, I want less distraction. I just turn the ringer off. Digital detox tip number two. Limit yourself to one device at a time. Instead of cutting yourself off from technology altogether, start by just limiting yourself to one device at a time. If you're watching the TV, watch the TV and the TV alone. Put your tablet down, put your phone down. Don't be watching TV and texting at the same time. Or don't be on Zoom calls and watching TV at the same time. It might just be too much to concentrate on. But... I know it's a difficult habit to break. I sometimes like to be eating and watching TV, especially when I come home from work because I want to catch up on the news. Or I can be scrolling on my phone and eating at the same time, which is not so healthy because I can maybe choke on something. Uh, maybe I, there might be bones bones from the fish and the food. I'm, I'm not paying attention to it. And as you know, mistakenly, I can swallow that stuff and it can get bad really quickly. So do one thing at a time. If you're going to do it, if you're going to be on your phone, just be on your phone. Not on the phone, on the TV, and then you have someone who you're having a conversation with and you're not even paying attention to that person. There's just so much happening around you at the same time. Tip number three, make airplane mode your best friend. It would just turn off everything. 
on your phone uh, but it's also helpful for blocking phone calls blocking messages and it turns off the internet access on your phone completely tip number four is to designate device free zones in your home if you're having trouble committing to an hour without the internet or an hour without your phone think of your digital detox as spatial instead of temporary by creating tech-free areas within your home maybe your bedroom you say i'm not i cannot take my cell phone to my bedroom i can take it in the bedroom but i have a locker i have somewhere where i'm going to put it and i touch it you know for a few hours or for an hour or i'm going to the dining table i'm going to leave my phone in the living room and i'm not going to take it with me these are just simple practices that you can put in place to detox from technology overuse. By keeping certain devices out of designated rooms, you might have an easier time sticking to your detox and enjoying your space without reaching out for your phone or that device. Tip number five is give your screen time a purpose. Now, I'm not suggesting or saying that you should be totally screen-free or live a screen-free life. Technology can be really important, especially for some of us who have a mix of uh, office and uh, remote work. Getting on a video call, doing Zoom, doing Google Meet, other, other technology that we use to work remotely. I mean, those things, all we can do them without technology, right? So those are the benefits of, of doing that. Um, even stay in, stay in touch. When I, when I travel, usually I use my phone to stay in touch with my family. Using FaceTime, using Messenger. These are all the benefits of uh, having technology with you. But sometimes you just want to relax. Sometimes you just want to not be distracted. If you cannot figure out how to stop dome scrolling and mindless browsing then your mental health will be at risk it can compromise your mental health try being mindful of the times you pick up your device just because you are bored or looking for the hit of dopamine and approach your screen time with purpose and intention tip number six delete distracting and unproductive apps from your phone now it may sound like i'm telling you to get rid of your phone completely i'm sorry that's not what i'm saying but there are just too many things on our phones and all these apps that are competing for our attention and they're all they may all be useful but they're not all needed so sometimes i just do I clean my phone. I tell myself I'm going to clean my phone. I go through my phone and see apps that I've not used in a month. I just delete them. I try not to keep them. In the same way that sometimes, you know, in the spring we do what we call spring cleaning. Periodically, you can audit, uh, audit your device, audit your phone, and delete apps that only serve as distractions. And if you want them back a few months later, a few weeks later, you always have the liberty to reinstall them. And quickly... Tip number nine, schedule internet timeouts. I want you to know that you are in charge of your phone. You control your phone and not the other way around. It's not your phone that controls you. It's not your device that controls you. You 
to use your own money to pay for it and whether you're on a payment plan or not but you are in charge of a device and not the other way around so therefore we can exert so much control over your device by giving them a timeout as needed not just for your kids right you can give your phone timeout as well you want to watch a family movie without everyone scrolling on their phones pause the internet on your uh, your home uh, mobile device uh, for the length of the film or need to get writing done without the temptation of checking social media great um, give your laptop an internet timeout for an hour and just focus on writing then you don't have to browse but these are all helpful helpful tips that can save you from um, a mental health breakdown in the future as we wrap up today's episode i want you to remember that a mindful digital detox is not a one-time event but a continuous practice small intentional steps can lead to significant improvements in your mental well-being thank you for joining me on this exploration until next time, I want you to embrace the balance, embrace the mindfulness. This is McDonald Metzger, 